Hello and welcome to Full 90 with the Fellas. I'm Kevin Noonan. I'm Andrew Gilly. Today we'll be recapping the first weekend of professional soccer back with the Bundesliga, finishing the show with some Who Am I's. And Gilly's not going to bitch that I bought oh him a Mountain Dew Oh my god, it's not the same drink. I wasn't even going to bring it up asked, during the fucking well, thing. Well, I'm bringing it up because I already know I'm going to have to look at you grimacing. What? I asked for a Mountain Dew. Ba, a Mountain Dew ba, ba, Zero ba, Sugar ba, is ba, not... Ba, 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 <laughs> like. Alright, so welcome back to Full 90 with the Fellas. Today we have our recap. Um, this weekend, thank God soccer's thank back. Thank God. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it was weird to me, I guess, to start just seeing like the Bundesliga without any fans. Um, and just seeing the players just yell at each other on the field. It's like a training pitch. Yeah. Game. But it was... A lot of, I would say you didn't really notice it, but the 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 one that felt the most empty was definitely the Union um, versus Bayern game, because it's just yeah. a smaller stadium. You could like the camera when it like would shift to the far side of the field, you could see it over the roof of the stadium and into the, like the city. Yeah, and it was just kind of hurt. And I think uh, weird, not hurt. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it just kind of it does hurt just to see like yeah. some of these. We players. can start off by talking about that game because I, yeah. I literally in my notes I had that. Um, uh, it like that was the game that sucked the most for having no fans involved. Yeah, I think that it sucked for the fact that Union doesn't have much going forward against a team like Bayern, except yeah. for that atmosphere and those fans. And and like, if they were ever gonna scrap a victory against Bayern, it was gonna be at home against Bayern because of the atmosphere that they do bring. Mm-hmm. Their stadium, three fourths of the the capacity, is standing section, which is. I'm pretty sure unheard of in a, in a first league team anywhere in the top five leagues in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just a completely different game. I didn't think Bayern played particularly. But it well. was, it was I would say it was definitely one of the more boring games. Um, yeah. Union never got really that much into it. No. Bayern uh, never really created like great chances. No, they, it was just like they, they won yeah. just being better. Yeah, like it, it was a penalty and a header off a corner, and even the goal that got disallowed was kind of mm-hmm. boring. It was just a I think it was on a set piece as well, and then it got bounced around, and um, yeah. Gna- Gnabry squared it to Mula, and he just tapped it in from a yard out, and but that was ruled out. Yeah. Um, the only note that I have standing out is Lewandowski scores again. Shock, 26 goals on the season right now. Yeah, I think that Bayern this season, uh, for the remainder of the season, will it'll be interesting because... They have like, a tough schedule. They do, up. and I feel like... Um, how many of them are at home? Are, like, are most of them away? I know. Uh, I'm not sure, but I don't think it matters all that much well, at the moment. That's the you thing. Is like Because I was going to say, like had they been home, um, which I know the Dortmund game isn't, um, they never really had like, – like, like they would have had a home crowd with them. But I don't feel like Bayern this year, like – I feel like a lot – we're going to see more of that where they're just going to win yeah. games because they're better. It's not going to be because like, they're playing particularly well that they have the fans behind them. It's going to just be a lot of like, oh, you just have a better team. You're gonna make better. You're, you're gonna beat most of the teams you play in this league. They they have to play everyone in the top six. Along the way, they besides Leipzig, so they still have games against Dortmund, Gladbach, Leverkusen, and Wolfsburg coming up. That's yeah, that's which is a huge push for them, especially with how close uh, Dortmund's keeping it, and yeah. and Gladbach and Leverkusen. Yeah. So all three of those games can be absolutely huge. Whether it, a draw would even be big for Dortmund in the sense where. It keeps um, 
Bayern's points down. Bayern's points down and keeps Gladbach off. Uh, like if they won one with Gladbach, it's keeping Gladbach off their ass. Because I'll, I'll tell you what, we can move on to the Gladbach game. Was probably the most impressive performance mm-hmm. apart from Schal- uh, Dortmund's maybe. Yeah. But th- they they were after Frankfurt right away. They scored thirty uh, five seconds in, I think it was, mm-hmm. and they were just dominant from the start. They were just absolutely blistering in that first half, like the first 10 minutes of the game. And Frankfurt just looked like they were not aware of what was going on. They, they scored six minutes after their first goal and still hit the post in the second half. Uh, Frankfurt ended up pulling one back. Uh, Gladbach won the game 3-1, to one, uh, their third goal being on a penalty. But that game could have easily been 4-5-1. or five to one. And for yeah. a team that was as good as um, Frankfurt was last year, although they're not doing well this year, to be that played off the park in your home stadium, regardless if there's fans there or not, it's got to be embarrassing. Glad- Gladbach showed that they deserve to be in that third place spot. Yeah. Traditionally, not a team that would be there, but they're just abs- they're showing that they they yeah. this is who we are. And they really hammered them just in terms of like offensively, seventeen shots compared to yeah. fourteen from Frankfurt and eight on frame. Yeah, and, and, and it's not like gladbach's not a very like big goal scoring team either they've mm-hmm. only scored 52 goals and you look in a comparison to the two teams they're chasing with byron and dortmund have 75 goals for byron and 75 uh, 72 goals scored for dortmund but they, they just seem to be so efficient with the way that they win games yeah and this was a game that last week we were saying was going to be one of the closer hard to predict ones yeah because frankfurt again always seems like a team that yeah like uh, they uh, can do it. like i mentioned bayern has wolfsburg leverkusen gladbach and dortmund left i, d- I didn't even mention that they have frankfurt because yeah. from uh, this saturday as well because from that performance i don't think there'll be much to worry about yeah and i think that frankfurt this kind of um this game kind of solidifies that they're just they're probably just going to end in mid table mid to bottom yeah uh, mid to bottom i don't think i don't see much of them coming back, they're a point or two points behind Union and three points behind Hertha. Yeah. But like, if they had any, I guess, aspiration or hope that they could maybe pull Europe out of their ass, that that's gone a hundred percent. Um. So, but great win for Gladbach. I mean, they really did show that was just yeah. like a great showcase of what they've been about this season. Just a very good free flowing team that loves to attack. They have the the, uh, Pierre Playa and uh. Embola Im- and Turam just absolutely tore them apart. That, that that's a very good attacking three. Yeah, and I think that I mean, I don't know like the wages they're on right now and the complete contract deals and all that, but I mean that's a good team to bring into Europe next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they overtook uh, Leipzig. Bad performance. Is, yeah, um, that was I mean that was so disappointing because I really thought we had both TVs going that day watching Dortmund and Leipzig. And it was two different games. The Leipzig, I thought the Dortmund game, if anything, would have been tougher just because it's a derby. Yeah. Um, but the Leipzig game, they just seemed really... And Schalke's in eighth. It's not like they're that far, especially yeah. in this table. Like, but and, I mean, and I get Freiburg's seventh. They're, they're yeah. having a good year. But I expected just Leipzig with the team they have and the quality they have to mm-hmm. come out. And just especially being in the title race, I expect them to come out with a bit more fury. Yeah. Um, they just didn't look like themselves. I had I, I remember like just thinking, like, this is not the Leipzig team that's mm-hmm. dominant. Like, Timo Werner really had one opportunity in the game, and that was kind of up on a breakaway, and his shot was from, like, a very bad angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Freiburg were... I, they, they were under some pressure for the first 20 minutes. They withstand, like, withstood a pretty cons- constant and consistent attack from... 
yeah. Leipzig for the opening 20 minutes. Um, Leipzig had some good chances in those 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they, they ended the game with 61% possession and 19 shots. Yeah. They definitely offensively, uh, again, I think just outplayed them because it's a better team. However, um, I just feel like Leipzig didn't come out as no, it, it, it as was as yeah. just intense as they should have. And the rest of the half after Freiburg like nicked in that weird goal that was like yeah. kind of a flick, but I think the guy just jumped and the ball hit him and it went in. And it just seemed deflated for the rest of their half. And well, Freiburg had even had a, an offsides, I think, like the 90th minute or something like that. that was yeah, 93rd back. minute was a very, very close call. Um, like it was inches, so they were like maybe an inch away from losing that game. Also, I I remember like I wrote it down in the fifty fifth minute, the Englishman uh, Adamala Lukman missed like, like it, it was harder to miss the opportunity than to like not score the goal. Like he he was six yards away from the net and an absolute dime piece onto his foot, and he kicked it six yards over the goal. And they didn't really have another chance in the game for like twenty more minutes when they equalized off a, a really really well worked. Uh, header from Polson, mm-hmm. and so I, I if I think the game goes amazingly different for them if they manage to score in the fifty fifth minute because mm-hmm. there's a large difference between like thirty five minutes of okay we need to find a winner then twenty minutes of needing to find a winner or fifteen minutes of needing to find a winner because I feel like you're pressing more forward and they leave themselves open like on that set piece they just did not look prepared to touch, like deal with that at all and mm-hmm. luckily VAR, luckily enough for them VAR. <clears throat> save their ass yeah i wasn't really too hype for the uh, result of the game as much as i hate leipzig i would just rather Bayern not win the league yeah now they've fallen so, behind the seven points they're 51 points compared yeah. to Bayern's 58 which i mean it was nice i guess uh for the fact that it put pressure on Bayern having them so close yeah um again like i fuck Leipzig and also just the fact that I want to see uh, Dortmund do it yeah however uh, it was it just the more pressure you can get on Bayern kind of the better right yeah now, considering I, based on their win I didn't feel like it was it was it was convincing in the sense that they just had better players but it was like I didn't see them really do anything special I didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was like a great dominant Bayern win that you've been seeing no. the past few years um, and I think if there's more of that to come then teams more teams putting pressure on them could I don't know. That could, that could definitely uh, cause some trouble for them. Yeah. I think that could do uh, wonders for a team like Dortmund. Even a Gladbach. I don't know. You never know. But um, moving on to, uh, I want to talk about real quick, Hoffenheim-Hertha. That was really unexpected for me. Yeah. I, I predicted Hoffenheim going on with yeah. that one. Um, but Hertha had three, uh, three goals, two of which were pretty, really pretty fucking good. Yeah. yeah. That last one, uh, who was it that just through uh I, I i remember the second goal um was a very very well worked team goal and the third goal he just it was just absolute utter brilliance from him yeah and he's just absolutely torn through hoffenheim's defense like kunha i think from yeah, yeah pierre yeah. kunha yeah or Mat- matthias kunha that's where i need to i need to watch more of hertha some of these players are just like silly names that i can't pronounce because fucking simple american <laughs> but um i mean they tore it i mean it was really convincing from hertha which i don't think we've seen from hertha in a long time i think klinsman they were going through yeah time well, for them before the break it was it was just a very good second half from them mm-hmm. they scored their first goal in the second half at the 58th and then our second goal came at the 60th mm-hmm. and they were and, and the hoffenheim just looked dead in the water after that 
Because then 14 minutes after their second goal, they were up 3-0. And, yeah. and then Hoffenheim was out of the game. Yeah. And they, they've been a team this year that have been playing some good soccer. It's just their position on the table is not really showing it. I think they are missing one or to two more pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their biggest pieces that they do have right now is uh, uh, Marco Grujic, who's just a fucking monster of a man in the midfield for them. And unfortunately, he's on loan at Liverpool, uh, on loan from Liverpool, and I don't know what Liverpool's going to do, whether they sell him to Hertha, but that would be a big piece mm-hmm. of the puzzle that would go away for them. Yeah. But hopefully they can build a team because having a good team out of Berlin would is kind of rare and would be kind of nice to have. Like, the capital city not having a good team is odd. Yeah, I thought going in the uh, – because in the January transfer window, they went out and signed Piotic from AC Milan, and I thought he, he just didn't pan out. We talked about this on out. one of the podcasts when we were talking about Immobile, where it's yeah, like Italian there's players. this force field around Italy, and when they have a good nine that goes somewhere in Europe, they just lose all their powers. I guarantee yeah. you he's back in Italy in two years, and he's going to have, like, 26 yeah. goals in the league. I would have I felt like – I mean – He's Polish. I would have felt like he would have done well. He, he was very good for, I think it was Genoa when he was mm-hmm. there. Um, and then um, AC Milan, he had a good stint when he was first there. I think that Hertha is a good team where he could refine his form. I think it's tough. He's, he hasn't been there long. Most of the time he's been there, there's been a break. Yeah. Klinsman just came in as coach. so um, I hope he does well. He, he, it yeah. was so unjust for him in the U.S. position, and now we've just had incompetence since he's been in charge. Yeah, I would. I actually, I've always said that I think Klinsman would have at least taken us to the World Cup. In it's not hard. Yeah, beat, a, beat Trinidad and Tobago. Beat Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Bring in as many German Americans you fucking. I don't. Want I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah like I, I think, done. and I think since Klinsman, it's just been like a, like a thing that people don't want to do yeah. is and bring in these German American players. There's so many good youth players like sitting these, in the fucking Bundesliga. And we talked about how. Um, we really haven't seen many U.S. national team games with um, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and Christian Pulisic yeah. all playing. Yeah. Two of which, three of which, I mean, all three played in the Bundesliga, but two of which are currently in it. Um, and it's a good league for, I think, a lot of interest that we talked about last week for Americans to get into this league is the fact that there's a lot of American players, young American players in yeah. this league. Um, and it's a shame that from the national team perspective, we haven't seen enough of that faith in them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're still clinging on to um, some of the older MLS players. A Deadwood. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, we're, there needs to be a push to get more of these players who are abroad proving it yep. in, the, in the team. But uh, And then speaking of young Americans, we can move on to the Dortmund-Schalke game. Yeah. Big, big game, and Gio Reyna named into the starting 11, so obviously he's doing really well, and it's just mm-hmm. very unfortunate that he came out injured in yeah. the warm-up. So which, uh, that, was the, that was the thing I was like re- ex- most excited for, was mm-hmm. just see, being able to watch Gio Reyna play and like starting. And set, like This is the biggest game of Dortmund's season every year besides the Bayern games. Like mm-hmm. This is the one that fans get most excited about. And the fact that he was trusted at 17 years old to go in and be a difference maker is is um it's a good look yeah it's a it's a it's a good um feeling because obviously we don't see what goes on a day-to-day basis but um he um he obviously is proving himself enough to lucian favre that he's a he's Mm -hmm. a player that can play and to show the high level well yeah and they what i thought was interesting too is they brought him on during the game against psg at home Mm -hmm. in the champions league out of anybody else on their bench that includes mario (laughs) gutsa cup winner i don't think i need to check i don't think thorgan hazard played in that game um 
But like, it just shows, and that was the other thing. Thorgan Hazard was his replacement in that game. Um, but it shows the Dortmund squad depth. And because Thorgan Hazard, it was an odd lineup to begin with. It seemed like like I, I think it, from what we saw of Sancho, he just seemed like he wasn't fit. He's coming off a calf yeah. injury. But uh, so yeah. it was an odd lineup, and it wasn't if it. So this is how much Gio Reyna's has to be impressing because. His replacement in Thorgan Hazard was probably the man of the match if it wasn't for the performance that Rafael Guerrero put in. I fucking love Guerrero. Yeah, but um, Thorgan Hazard just playing playing himself out of his brother's shadow lately mm-hmm. for Dortmund, and it's so nice that most people in the world probably watch that game for at that time slot because most two recognizable names. And then speaking of young Americans again, Weston McKinney was probably the only Schalke player that was worth his shit in that game. Yeah, they all seem like they. It it, it so seemed like a poke call game that yeah. that like Dortmund drew a third Bundesliga team in, and was just passing around him as much as they wanted and just getting him behind. Yeah, Schalke didn't really have that much of a clear cut chance in the entire game that I can remember. Yeah, um, I mean from yeah, Schalke just looked lethargic the whole time. Just nothing. There was no um, real intensity to it. It was sad because it is um, as much as I love to see Dortmund win. It sucked to see in a derby just such a you know just to get just for them to lie down and take it it yeah. was literally there was no effort in there however um the, from a Dortmund point of view Thorgan Hazard was doing great comes in with assistant goal Rafael Guerrero two goals uh Erling Holland t- uh, coming back from you know what he was just doing from before the break yeah shocks like fucking goals. everything in me just wants to say that he's not good because I haven't seen like like maybe his goal against PSG is the most impressive thing that I've seen but the kid is like just so strong and mm-hmm. so fast, and all he does is just put the ball in the back of the fucking net, and that's all yeah. you need in a nine. And especially when you have guys on Dortmund, which I feel like um, between Hazard, Brandt, Sancho, Royce, um, Guerrero, Hakimi, guys who are just good at putting the ball in the yeah. box. Um, like the for the opening goal was Hazard just putting an amazing ball in the box that yeah. he capitalized on. And it's so, and, the, and the thing is, it's it's. It can be one-dimensional in a sense, but it's also not because I mean you'll see guys like well, I mean what do you do when you're a, when you're a Bundesliga defender when you know Sancho's driving down the line or somebody like that Hakimi's taking the ball down the line mm-hmm. and they have two options do you either I mean do you do you let him pass it to Erling Holland who's in the middle or do you just let him keep going because yeah. there's so much danger across that front attack I mean across the whole entire team. Um, and it, it's just it's hard it can be overwhelming at times because i mean who who do you fucking mark who yeah do you who do you focus your attention on yeah they're very very good going forward i think the thing that just lets them down the most is the back three that they do play yeah i just don't like matt's Hummels. i don't think he's been a very relevant figure in soccer for about five years now mm-hmm. akanji's just been rough this season mm-hmm. peace checks just getting older but he's still he's still solid he's yeah. a club legend you yeah. can't like he he adapted his position. He's a tr- an out and out right back, and he's just doing mm-hmm. what he needs to do for Dortmund to be successful. Yeah, and I feel like also um, the midfield. Thomas Delaney did well um, for the most part. The Hood did well. They were dealing with a more injured yeah. midfield. I was hoping that he he. I I was hoping for like a kind of a resurgence of his career because ever since he's come from Gladbach, he's mm-hmm. so exciting for them. And since he's coming, he's just kind of just. He hasn't shown that the price tag was yeah worth it. He reminds me. me of Julian Weigel in the sense that every time he plays, you see those glimpses, and like I really do feel like the hood is like a guy where like I've seen glimpses of where he can be good and stuff, but like um, 
for for whatever reason, they just can't get a main stay in that lineup. Julian Weigel, I think, was a bit more consistent and a lot more just week in week out a better player. But it does suck because um, like Gladbach, the hood was I was so excited when Dortmund got right. him, um, and it just sucks. But I mean, he he did he did all right. I thought Julian Brandt was brilliant. I I think Julian Brandt this whole season has been brilliant. But uh, his his little flick on to Thorgan Hazard to set to up the set first up goal. goal. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. That was brilliant. They do play very liquid, very free-flowing <clears throat> soccer at times, and it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Especially is. when watching how good Brandt and Hazard was, uh, were, sorry, on Saturday, and knowing that, like, oh, these two don't, shouldn't even really be starting, because Jaden Sancho is better than both of them, so one of them shouldn't be starting, but the fact that they still have that quality coming off the bench mm-hmm. uh, for a team that has kind of struggled with that, they, they remind me of Liverpool in a sense that, like, they could always compete, but, like, mm-hmm. they don't have much coming off the bench. Like, I even remember when Dortmund were that good in the late, later stages when people were le- leaving, if, uh, like, Royce needed to come off and to play on the wing, they'd bring, like, Grosskreutz on. Yeah, Grosskreutz will outrun anyone for 90 minutes because he doesn't offer that much in, like, quality. Yeah. That's why he's playing in the third division now. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, the, the depth, and the, I think that, and I want to touch on this later, but I think the depth can really help them in the long run against Bayern this year, which they haven't been able to do in years past mm-hmm. because of that depth. Um, another game with an American, Werder Bremen, Leverkusen, Josh Sargent. Didn't see yeah. much of him. Didn't touch the ball, I don't think. No, but uh, Leverkusen putting out a very impressive performance. Yeah, just showing that they deserve to be putting the pressure on as well. Yeah, um, Kai Havertz, not even his best game and still two goals. Yeah, he, he, was, he wasn't in much of the game. and I, I, I guess I always kind of forget like how just he's six two he's mm-hmm. a big boy yeah and he's just getting above people and winning these headers and his hold-up play was decent mm-hmm. and then um they they show that they kind of have depth too bringing bella bella robbery and um leon bailey on and they still tore it up that that was probably yeah. my favorite goal from the weekend was the the one that bella robbery assisted and then they just sat down the goalkeeper and yeah, flipped it over him Demer by or whatever was yeah. the one. Yeah, first goal this season for them as well. Yeah, what a um, way to do it. It was just, uh, it was really surprising to see Werder Bremen just kind of again lay down and just take it. Take it. Yeah. It sucks uh, because that's a, a team that's historically kind of stays yeah. in it. Yeah, and they, they only all they did was nick that goal off the corner as well. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I feel like Leverkusen. It's a weird team where it's. It reminds me of Dortmund and like. 16-17, where, where Dortmund had, like, Royce, Dembele, um, Shola, Aubameyang, where it's, like, you can see quality players mm-hmm. here and, like, you know, here and there, but as a team, you just know it's just not good enough yeah. overall to quite push and do what you think it could do. Yeah. Like, there's, like, like you're almost hopeful, like, where I, I feel like Leverkusen, I look at this Leverkusen team, Kai Havertz is probably going to be gone for yeah. over 100 mil. Yeah. Um, Bellarabi was like one of the up and coming German players who's still been he's a pretty good player. He, so the thing with Bellarabi, I fucking hate his name. First <laughs> off, that is with me is like kind of I think the same unfair treatment that David Alaba gets. It's like okay, but you should be better. And it's like okay, and he isn't, but he's yeah. still very good, and yeah. he shouldn't be like held accountable for being as consistently good as he was. Like like yeah. when he first burst onto the scene yeah like david oliva not being better than he was 40 years ago isn't that bad because he's still one of the top five may- maybe top five left backs in the world and he's playing center back right now and doing a tremendous job for mm-hmm. an injury riddled Bayern munich yeah and plus uh i mean leverkusen too just uh 
there's not really a consistency in a team like from year into year out. Yeah. Like there's a lot of transfers and a lot of things. Like your again, your best players are gonna go somewhere else. So it's it's hard to kind of build that. Whereas at least Dortmund yeah. has a good infrastructure where it's like okay, we'll keep like some main guys, Royce, um, and like I don't know, just some main guys. Uh, for years they had Papa, Socrates, yeah. across, you know, keep staying in the back line. But like we have our like you know main figures. But then the young guys come in. It's like they don't always want to sell, but when they do, it's smart selling. I mean, even though we didn't want to sell them better at the time, we yeah. still got 115, 120 mil out of it or something like that. That's why this Kai Havertz transfer will be really well for them. And pe- yeah. for people that maybe not buying the hype that did watch the game and just seen the name on Twitter mm-hmm. or on top 10 most valued under 21 players in Europe, like I think this is the first game of the season that he's played striker. I don't know exactly why he did it. Maybe Wolfsburg traditionally their center backs aren't very good in the air, but he, that's mm-hmm. what he did. He got in between the lines and he scored two goals off mm-hmm. headers, yeah. and he played really well. But when he plays right wing and when he plays like ten, he he just absolutely controls that game yeah. for them. And, and you're saying he has already he's what twenty one? He already has over twenty appear twenty already a hundred appearances mm-hmm. for Leverkusen. Yeah, I mean he's a kid who's destined to do some big things. It Hopefully as well. On, yeah, and I really don't want to see him go to Bayern, and it's one of those things that I don't know if. The price tag will maybe deter him a little bit. Yeah. Bayern isn't known for spending big on like players in league players. Especially. Yeah, like not like huge. Um, so I don't know. I don't see he gets thrown around with links with United. I don't really see that happening. But it, like, it'll be interesting wherever he does go. Yeah, wherever he does go will be a surprise for me. Yeah, and it will be a um, good signing I think for any team. He's, yeah. he's young. He's played in Champions League. I mean, I was telling you the other day. I remember in high school. Senior year, getting a notification on my phone saying Leverkusen player Kai Havertz won't be in this Champions League fixture game because he's doing a, t- a test for, a, for yeah. school. Fuck that. <laughs> it sucks that you have to do a test for school. But like he's been in this for a while. I mean, yeah. He's been playing at such a young age at such a high level. Um, and I, I mean, I know Dortmund's been a slight link. I don't think they'll spend the money, but like just with Brandt going this past year, yeah. Um, who knows? But it'll be interesting to see where he goes no matter what. Um, now, one of the more disappointing games, I guess, Dusseldorf Paderborn. Yeah. That one, I think last week, we, again, we didn't know what would happen. It's tough to say. Two teams that didn't, that don't really have much except for, I mean, Dusseldorf is trying to fight their way out of that relegation yeah, and, zone. And, and for the, like, Paderborn, if we're talking about rolling over and taking it, just took a beating that mm-hmm. game. Like, that point was not well-deserved. Dusseldorf hit the yeah. woodwork three times with Valen Barisha hitting it twice himself, mm-hmm. and they just did not have that many opportunities. Yeah. And, and and I think what happens with teams that are going to get relegated, which I think Paderborn is, or are, however you want to word it, is the grit to grind out a game. They had a wide-open chance from four yards out in the 93rd minute or oh no the 87th minute and mm-hmm. he's put it wide and if you want if you if he want if they wanted any chance of staying up they if they won, won that game nick that goal and just absolutely robbed Dusseldorf of that game they'd be in 17th with uh 20 points mm-hmm. only two points behind Dusseldorf now yeah. but because of that they're still stuck on 17 mm-hmm. Dusseldorf um drew as well so they're on 23 which that didn't help them. No, but but they have fallen four points behind. Yeah, behind. those those looks like the teams that are going down for yeah. me are Werder Bremen and Paderborn will a hundred percent be going down, and mm-hmm. it's looking more and more like Dusseldorf will be in the uh, playoff spot, mm-hmm. which hopefully Stuttgart will 
win and come back up. Shout out Dan. Shout out Dan Baxter. But but Paderborn have just been so bad this season. They've lost seventeen games. Yeah, I I will say I, you know, because Mines that was a big uh, Dusseldorf was pushing to get close close that gap on uh, Mines. Mines uh, played Colm and they had a good two to two draw. Yeah, well they fucking pulled it out of their ass as well. They, yeah. they 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 were just not in that game for a very long time, and. I have a soft spot for mines because I just go visit, uh, go to games quite often. Um, and the first goal just kind of like epitomizes why mines would be in the bottom four at the moment. It was just a very direct ball, and the, the center backs let the striker run in directly behind him, and then he got in the box, and they just took him down. It was just such a rash challenge. Mm-hmm. And he scored a penalty, and it was just a very bad goal to concede. Like, if we, if we conceded that in the season... Johnson would be like, what the, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. They just watched him run in between them mm-hmm. from like a position four yards off him, and then they dragged him down in the box. And yeah. it, it, it's just like, it was such like a U17 goal to concede, and you're like, what's going on? <clears throat> Colm score again in the um, early in the second, early-ish in the second half, and then you see this different team come out for Mainz in like the 55th minute, mm-hmm. and they turn around in the space of two minutes with two absolutely world-class goals. Like we said, one more individual that for the second one that was just ab- just brilliant, just carved through the defense. And the second one was like, I mean, the first one was two or three passes where they split two defenders, kind of possess the ball in the middle, and then this deadly ball like that split in such a tight space, perfect ball across to tuck it into the net. And you're like, okay, where's this team? And it sucks with teams like that because you're like, you shouldn't be in these positions. It's like watching Frankfurt. It's like you shouldn't be in these positions where – like that you don't deserve to be and just play like this yeah and it's so frustrating but it, that was such a huge that's so huge for minds to sc- uh, scrap that point just yeah. to actually snap I, like i, I don't want to see them go down mm-hmm. um it, it, it's just very nice to see them at least scrape a point even though i don't think they deserve to be losing that like they didn't deserve to lose that game after the second half performance they had yeah, and it's, I guess, kind of the beauty of the Bundesliga, though, where you do see that, I think, more often, where sometimes you just see teams that are in positions where they shouldn't be in a game. Yeah. However, it does make it entertaining because um, nothing you, you don't know what's going to happen, and that's kind of like, that, based on all of our predictions from last week, that's been the case yeah. for, for the most part. Because, uh, I mean, there were games like the Dortmund Schalke I thought would be much closer. Um, in this game... I thought Hoffenheim was going to be Hertha. Yeah, I, me too. I, I did not see that one happen. Also, I, lo- I just want to give a shout-out to the Hertha Berlin players because how fucking frustrating this, like, no contact and, like, mask shit has been to mm-hmm. watch, and it's just so mind-numbingly fucking stupid with the players on the bench sitting six feet apart with masks on like they're not getting changed, t- touching hips with each other in the locker mm-hmm. room, or they're not going to go fucking, bus. like, hug a player, basically, yeah. when he's defending a corner. Like, you're going to touch mm-hmm. your man. You're gonna yeah. get on your man. You're fucking scrapping for the ball. You're scraping elbows. I mean, even before and, the game, they're they're traveling on a bus together. Yeah, but like, so almost every other game I watch, a team scores and they tap elbows or they just give each other a thumbs up from like a meter or two away. Hertha Berlin said fuck that, and every single goal they scored against fucking uh, Hoffenheim, they were pouncing on each other, celebrating. Yeah. And it was fucking hilarious to watch. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Because it does not make any sense. Yeah. Like it like 
it, it, just do it or having don't them, do it. And like then having them sit six feet apart on, on the each, bench, on the bench, yeah. yeah. So and then dumb. like at one point, Peter Bosch in the Leverkusen game just wasn't even wearing a. a Lucien Favre wasn't wearing a mask. None of the head None coaches the head have this. They yeah. have to scream like. You know, Nagelsmann in the Leipzig game wasn't wearing one either. He's got to talk to his fucking left back who could be on the other side of the field. He can't do that muffled with a mask. Yeah, and I and I get the precautions. I understand that maybe the league's doing it just to show, like, hey, we are taking precautions. But, like, it does cross a line where it's like, okay, at what point do you just not understand that some of this is pointless? Like, yeah. Like, like, maybe having your training staff and, like, all that with yeah. masks on, maybe. Maybe it's aesthetically, like, you think it's going to make you look better. Like, mm-hmm. it's like an aesthetic for the league, I think. Yeah. But in the reality of it is, none of it matters. Because after you're yeah. all shaking hands, I mean, there's so many times where they just come to contact where... Yeah. I mean, plus they're all getting tested week in and week out yeah. uh, to show it. I mean, I doubt we'll see um, at the end of this, like, more players get it. Yeah. Unless, like... Because I feel like the players, I mean, they've been in training. They've been... Um, on the bus. On in the, the locker room. In the locker room. And they probably have been told, okay, when you get out of training and out of all this, go right home. You're not going out yeah. to like clubs or stuff like that. Um, I mean, who knows? Uh, so it'll be interesting. I don't think that a lot of these precautions are, are effective at all. Um, uh, one last game to talk about. Yeah. Wolfsburg versus Augsburg. And this is why that point for Mainz was important. They're right behind Augsburg now, tied on 27 points. Um this is a weird game. There's a lot of VAR in this game. Wolfsburg had a goal taken away uh, from offsides, but that was just a straight up, like, the lineup put his flag up. Then Augsburg had one disallowed through VAR, like, a few minutes later. Um, Wolfsburg hits the post late on, and then they just end up stealing the game in the mm-hmm. 91st minute. Yeah. And it seemed like Augsburg was going to – they were kind of pushing, but it, it just mm-hmm. never looked like it was going to get there. Yeah. They get the ball, like – a third of the way up the field, and they just couldn't produce that final product. Yeah. Wolfsburg's always been kind of a team that is dangerous, too, no matter where they're at in the table. It mm-hmm. does suck that uh, a few years ago it seemed like Wolfsburg was kind of going through a up-and-coming, or that up-and-coming team in yeah. the Bundesliga, um, and it just didn't happen. Sold De Bruyne, Draxler, they had Bentner at one point. They beat Schalke in a, I mean, not Schalke, they beat Dortmund yeah. in a fucking... They beat Bayern in the Super Cup final. Dortmund in the semifinal, right? Oh yeah, yeah. so was, no, it was Dortmund in the DFB Cup, and then yeah. they played that summer after that before yeah. the season. The Super Cup was then against Bayern, yeah. yeah. And Bentner scored the fucking uh, winning PK. Um, but I mean, they're they're in sixth right now, and that's a uh, it's a good position to be in. It keeps uh, them in a strong European spot. It doesn't get them into that final five because the top five yeah. is very separate from the bottom or for the rest of the league. Uh, Wolfsburg's in sixth with. 7th place, Freiburg with 37. However, 5th place, Leverkusen has 50 points. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a good point just to solidify, especially taking advantage of Schalke's loss, uh, Freiburg's draw, just to put yourself ahead like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, this team that they did have, and to see them, like, be where they are now, it's kind of sucks. So, like you said, it did look like they were going to be mm-hmm. very good. They had Perisic, Kevin De Bruyne. Rodriguez at left back, who I always like, who I think is at Milan right now, mm-hmm. and Luis Gustavo in the midfield, and that's a very good team. But, yeah, and that's why they and Maximilian Arnold, but that's why they and Naldo, who's always just been a very good Bundesliga player. Even Andre Schürrle was on that team, and yeah. they just and they, they just kind of got they kind of got raided yeah. from just all around the world. Because yeah, at that point, like especially good De Bruyne, why would why would you stay out of Wolfsburg? When yeah, you go to a when city? you're fucking put twenty one assists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his Wolfsburg career was a fucking highlight reel. Though. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good point for them 
overall. And um, it's just good, good to have soccer back. Yeah, I want to hear real quick. How do you see the season kind of going from here? What do you? What are your? Because I personally do feel like with Dortmund's depth and the way they're playing and their schedule ahead is nowhere near as hard as uh, um, Bayern's going forward. What do you think? How the league will finish? Do you think it's still Bayern's league? I'm not sure. I I really hope that we get the rest of the season. It feels mm-hmm. nice having it back. Like there's eleven day the like the um the next time the Bundesliga starts back up is on Friday, which we'll talk about that later. Uh, but and from Friday on for eleven days we have twenty eight games because mm-hmm. they're playing like a real English schedule to get this season finished. So I'm just fucking so excited. I just get to watch so- like yeah take in the Bundesliga every day. But um, I hope we get to finish. There was a problem. Uh, th- th- so they got the go ahead from Merkel, uh, Angela Merkel, like a while ago. Um, but I know in the second league, the Schweiz uh, Bundesliga, they Dresden had a player mm-hmm. test positive, and they just canceled that game. But the games around the league went on without it. So depending on how that goes, this could have been like a. I could also see it like. It's a week and oh shit, this shit happened. Let's shut the fuck down. Yeah. Um. Which would uh, which would suck. Yeah. Um. And that's my one fear is that if they do find, say after all this, um, in like one player went out to a club or something like that yeah. right before and got it or some I don't know you never know, that would really suck if just yeah. like after this they test players and just a bunch come back positive. I don't think that will happen. Um. But who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Germany's just been praised with how they've dealt with the situation like mm-hmm. um, numbers posted by the World Health Organization Germany has like around 7,500 uh, deaths in the country mm-hmm. and that's compared to like countries that have like 25,000 deaths like the UK, Spain Italy and France like where all the other major leagues in Europe are mm-hmm. so I think if there was a league that was ever going to get going it is this and I hope it does continue um, I think we'll at least get one more uh, uh, another weekend full of games out of it mm-hmm. hopefully but um I don't know, Bayern, it's hard to call. I want at least another week of games before I can see if Bayern wakes up and they play their next game and they just fucking run through someone, and if Dortmund comes up. I just want to see how Dortmund comes up against a team that's going to fucking play. Yeah, I mean, Dortmund doesn't have as near as hard of a uh, remaining schedule. The bigger games for them are Bayern, Leipzig, and you could argue Wolfsburg. Um, But it'll be interesting. Uh, Uh, We can finish it up like next week's games that I've highlighted. Um, yeah. That should be most exciting. Not relevant to the title race, but Friday, we're getting, I think, only like the fifth or sixth derby of all time for mm-hmm. the Berlin teams, Union versus Hertha. Yeah. Once again, if there was one game that I'd want to have fans for, it'd be Hertha versus Union. Yeah. Um, the rivalry's just been growing. There's a great, if anyone's bored during the quarantine, because obviously they are, because you're listening to our, us two talk out of our fucking asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called Copa 90, and they have an amazing, like, 40, 45-minute documentary about the um, mm-hmm. Hertha versus Union rivalry, and it's absolutely amazing, and you learn yeah. so much about the history behind it. Not even just the teams and the football. Just the, Berlin. Just is Berlin yeah. is a city. Very interesting. Yeah, I think, what was the status? Like, 24 of the first 56 teams that were sanctioned by the DFB, Berlin, they were all located in Berlin. So yeah. that's almost half the fucking league. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> Gladbach versus Leverkusen, huge. That's uh, third place facing off against fifth. Mm-hmm. And um, if Leverkusen wins, they'll jump Gladbach yeah. into third place if, if uh, uh, Leipzig don't win that weekend. But that's a huge, huge game, and that'll really test Gladbach. Um, 
to see if they can make that final push, which I really hope they can. Because I, I like Dortmund. I've had a soft spot for Dortmund because of the the qualities that they share with Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, and I've been to a few Dortmund games. But if I could pick a team that I want to win the league, I'd want it to be Gladbach. I absolutely would want it to be Gladbach. And I know you don't. I know you want yeah. Dortmund to win it. But seeing... seeing um, I'd, see, I'd rather see Gladbach over Leipzig. Yeah, me, me as well. Me as well. So I really hope they can make that final push. They're, they're my team for the rest of the season that I want to cheer for and do well. And then I also mentioned Bayern versus Frankfurt. But from what we've seen this... From what we saw versus fucking the Gladbach versus Frankfurt, if mm-hmm. Bayern turns it on, they will win that game 5-0. to zero. Yeah, yeah. Like, Frankfurt will get played off the fucking field. Yeah, and I think that Frankfurt, what sucks is that I do think that they're just in a spot where they can't really advance, or, I mean, they can only fall behind. So, um, for them to stay up, it's going to take them, uh, I mean, just playing mediocre. Uh, The bottom three seems to be etched in stone for now. Um, But Frankfurt could do something. I don't see it. It just depends on how Bayern comes out. Um, I really can't tell right now. I couldn't tell you how Bayern's going to come out, but I think that Bayern, again, as they showed against Union, they don't need to play um, their best game yeah. to, to beat lower teams. Yeah. Frankfurt hasn't shown much this season yeah. for me to think that they yeah. can do it. But then the thing I'm looking most forward to is outside of this weekend, one week from today is their classic It's Dortmund versus yes. Bayern at Dortmund. Yeah. Um, that's that will be fucking huge for the top. Yeah, fucking goosebumps because I'm so fucking excited to watch mm-hmm. it. So how we schedule our podcasts, I don't know what we're gonna do that week or mm-hmm. next week, but I'm I'm just so fucking excited for that game because yeah. like you saw some fiery moments in some games this weekend where it's like, yeah, the fans aren't here to like cheer you after a good tackle, but you can hear the bench yelling, you can hear your fucking, you can hear the opposing bench yelling and just screaming, and I'm so excited for that game because yeah. it's gonna get fucking chippy, yeah. especially in this game of the season. And maybe say <clears throat> Dortmund win this weekend and Frankfurt uh, take a point off Bayern. They're fucking two points behind them, which means if Dortmund wins, they can jump them. Or if not, and they both win, then that's just Bayern can get seven points ahead of Dortmund, yeah. which sucks mm-hmm. um, if you hate Bayern as much as I do. Yeah. But it's just I'm excited. Like I said, 11 days, 28 games. One of the things that Dortmund's always struggled with when going to Allianz is that they don't have their fans there and that they always really thrive. So it will mm-hmm. be interesting to see Dortmund in their own stadium without fans, how they'll react yeah. to playing a Bayern team. Because uh, I know Bayern will come out guns a-blazing in that game. They always do. Mm-hmm. Even though I think bad. maybe the Union one, they took it lackadaisically because they knew they were better and there's no yeah. fans. But this this will be the game. If we don't see the Bayern Munich machine versus Frankfurt, I think we'll see it against Dortmund. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, so now... Uh, Move on. on to some who, who am I's. Really Alright, so who am I is Gil, you're up. Uh what's you the score? I'm up 10-11. Tw- for daddy? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um I'll go I'll ask first. <clears throat> who am I? I've played with Demba Ba, Steven Gerrard, and El Phenomeno Ronaldo. <clears throat> Mike Lowe? Nope. <laughs> I have the most caps of all time for my national team, and I'm a striker. Nope. Uh, I mean, 
I in 2014 I won the MLS Cup MVP and the MLS MVP. Oh, is this um? Oh, shit! All right, I got one point. So. 11-11. Make a wish. Okay. Um, I have played with Neuer, Iguain, and Alexis Sanchez. So Parramatta soccer? No. No. I don't think so. Uh, I am a World Cup winner. Neuer, Alexis Sanchez, and who? Iguain. Iguain is a good club. World Cup winner. The Higuain part's the one that's throwing me off because he's such a journeyman. Mm. Is it Mesut Ozil? It is. Yes, and let's go. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. This thing is Higuain was uh, like they briefly shared a time. At Madrid, Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. Um, later at Schalke. And then, yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. My next, my next thing was gonna be I retired from my national team after the 2018 World Cup. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have helped me, I don't think. No. <laughs> I didn't get it, no. uh, uh, yeah. Who am I? I've played with Cristiano Ronaldo, Joel Matip, and Michael Owen. It's a fucking mixture right there. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Joel Matip and Michael Owen. Uh, Raul? Fuck. There we go. I was going to say, that Schalke one. That's the yeah. only, yeah. Um, and then him and Ronaldo played for one year together. It's when Ronaldo was number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, How crap were those jerseys that like go all the way up to the middle of your neck? Yeah, you know the, I was looking at a picture of that. Uh, Liverpool today. had those, and like the colorway was nice, but like those jerseys are just so shit. Yeah, plus the Madrid one. I don't think it had the last names on the back, or maybe it did. For um, maybe it was just like the preseason they did. I it, think but, it was preseason. Yeah, yeah but like it's just a still just like really. This is a weird watching Cristiano Ronaldo be nine. Yeah, I didn't just, like that. Yeah, no, it's just a weird thing. Um, 13, no, 14 to 13 for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, I've played with Schweinsteiger, Kaká, and Drogba. Some good teammates. Schweinsteiger, Kaká, and Didier Drogba. Schweinsteiger, Kaká, I mean, Kaká would have been. I mean, probably would have been Bayern Munich player. Hmm. Kaká, Didier Drogba, and who? Schweinsteiger. Schweinsteiger. Fucking hell. Um. Kevin Prince Boateng. No. Uh, second hint. Uh, I've won the Champions League only once. Dude, your second hints are the most fucking shit hints in the world. Yeah, but you do like players from like all over the fucking board, so. What do you mean? You leave out. That's such a bad hint. Hmm. I 
have lost two finals. One final. One final. I don't even do that. But Is it Tony Cruz? No. Fucking Ryan. Mexican fans hate me. It is Iron Robin. Is did you Ian hear me Robin. say Iron Robin at the beginning? Yeah, but then you said I didn't really. Did he? Did he play with Cut Cut? Yeah, there? one year. Fuck. One season. Yeah, it was Robin. Fourteen, fourteen. Yeah. All right, that's pretty good. You need to get better at your second hints, because I have won a Champions League. Is the most bad hint on yeah, the fucking planet. I didn't know planet. what else to put for him, because uh, I knew the Mexican fans one was gonna be way too fucking easy after that. But uh. One second. They played one. Uh, just pick your game. to prove that this is I'm making sure. No, I know that. I just wanted to see if there was a number for the amount of players that have won a Champions League. Oh. Because Rian Brewster has won a fucking Champions League. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> well, all right, thank you very much. That's all the time we have for you guys today. Uh just Maybe if I had some sugar in my system, wow. I would have fucking. Well, okay, you know it. what? The Mountain Dew is fine. It, it tasted fine. Mountain Dew is sugar. I, t- I tasted a sip. It was fine. Thank you very much for joining us today. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and thank you very much. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, I just want to point out that although I lost today, I lost on a bullshit technicality because you can hear me say Ian Robin's name. And when I would have gotten three points. And Kevin's argument is, well, Ian Robin played one preseason game in 2009 with Ricardo Kaka. And I don't know if you guys heard me when the score was tied 11-11. And I go, oh, 11-11, make a wish. My wish was, I wish Kevin would stop being so fucking bad at this game. And uh, I didn't come true. And my rebuttal is, if you look it up, there's a picture of Ian Robin and Ricardo Kaká and Real Madrid jerseys playing a game together. Wouldn't know if, because their names aren't on the shirts because, once again, it was fucking preseason. Well, one's clearly bald and Ian Robin. And Could have been you on the field, Kevin. That's fair, and Ricardo Kaká is right there when I see his face.